0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK today with Jack and friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3
1: KLIN. Happy Tuesday in the capital city. 23 degrees, feels like 11 below. What a start to your Halloween. And as, as you heard there from our 10 11 weather, going to be a bit chilly for your Halloween throughout the day and into the evening as well. I'm Caleb Henry. Jack Mitchell will be joining us shortly. Stephen Hardesty in the KLIN newsroom as Mark Vail is out this week. Chris Lofgren, Time Saver Traffic, will be in a little bit later today. Packed show once again on a Tuesday is. We'll get to Joe Jordan at 710, your morning drive, the five big things you're talking about today, brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management in that same hour. Jason Ball said to join us in at 810, and then John Baylor. A lot to talk about with volleyball, number one across every poll and ranking, and still missing one first-place vote in the AVCA poll, though. Eventually, they will get everyone figured out that if this team beat Wisconsin, and continues to stay undefeated. A couple of sweeps this last weekend. They should be getting all the first-place votes, but that's neither here nor there because right now they are set to be the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament if it was played today. Eight matches still to go there, and they go on the road this weekend, including at a ranked Penn State team. So that's going to be a tough one as they get into that. A couple of uh, quick notes, as you heard You've heard a little bit in our KLIN news. Well, you you had a story from Chase Porter on a Lincoln boutique, then closing due to kind of the the road construction in front of them. Well, LTU, uh, the Lincoln Transportation and Utilities, uh, wanted to share their side of the story and provide a project update on the... On the three projects that they have currently underway in that area uh, street improvements to North 48th Street from Layton Avenue to Superior, road work to several streets in the surrounding University Place neighborhood, uh, and a replacement of a six inch water main that runs along 48th Street from Layton Avenue to Gladstone Street. As a matter of fact, you can you can read a whole bunch of that update at KLIN.com, mostly uh, what they wanted to make sure that they got their side of the story as there was a reporting that we had on the closing of Beauty Girl and what all had gone into that, the whole outside of that business's entrance, and then ultimately the uh, the limited customer access and how that affected that business and ultimately its closure. Uh, since you've got me for a minute here, and I know Jack will want to talk about this one a little bit, we learned yesterday that Nebraska football and other other programs have had to do this as well over the course of this year, but with that new media rights deal with all kinds of money coming in, Yes, some of that with NBC. Teams are going to have to play on Peacock, and Nebraska is going to be one of those. Next week, November 11th, when Nebraska hosts Maryland, that game is going to be on Peacock. And what that means for you is you can't just flip on cable, Cable can't just grab YouTube TV, and it's going to be there. It's going to be stream only. It will not be on NBC. So there there are folks that are very up in arms about that. (laughs) Uh, I know there's a lot of subscription fatigue, but we've got all the details at KLIN on how to subscribe. To Peacock and PeacockTV.com dot com has got a lot of details as well. But if you go to KLIN, you can find a promo code that will make it a little bit cheaper over the course of the year. Because right now subscriptions uh, six dollars a month or ten dollars a month, depending on if you want ads or other features. But you can also get it for forty dollars for the year with uh, with promo code Big Ten Fan. And a lot of that was all laid out by the Huskers, but um, also that game in on November 11th, Nebraska hosting Maryland. That will be another 11 a.m. kickoff. Three of the final four games for Nebraska football this year, this weekend at Michigan State, next weekend hosting Maryland, and then Black Friday hosting Iowa, all 11 a.m. kickoffs. The only one we don't know yet is the Wisconsin game on the 18th. So that and that one actually has a decent chance of being a a, a mid afternoon or an evening game, but as we know with Nebraska football, for whatever reason, eleven am kickoffs if uh, the the folks that make those decisions have really enjoyed putting those up for the huskers. As a matter of fact, as we get into later today in about twenty minutes or so. We're going to get another Fantasy Huskers pick this week. We're asking when will the first turnover of the game occur. We had a couple of picks go out yesterday. Corey says first quarter, four and a half. Holmes Lake Doug says first quarter, 557 remaining. So listen for that keyword at 635 coming up this morning. So that'll be interesting where Nebraska and Michigan State. And that game, by the way, is going to be on FS1 if I'm remembering that correctly, but Nebraska and Michigan State, two of the worst teams in the country when it comes to turnovers. And that's that to me sounds like a game that you would have wanted to hide on streaming as best you could and limited the access because even with Nebraska going for, for a bowl bid, yeah, that'll be on FS1 this weekend, and then the, uh, the Black Friday game on CBS. So right now, you're looking at three different providers, uh, but what you should always know, no subscription required to listen to every single one of those games here on KLIN, not just football like you'll have this Saturday, but men's basketball. You mix in a little women's basketball. This Friday, you'll have that Penn State match. pregame, 7.30 first serve here on KLIN as well. So you're going to mix in a little bit. And I actually learned something yesterday that I'll pass along to you guys. The Huskers radio network, there's a lot of excitement around softball this spring. We're looking way ahead now as winter sports just begin. But for softball, KLIN will carry several of their games this spring. So not not just here where we're getting into the winter sports, but baseball and softball as well. Also, want to let you guys know that when you get to this Friday, you can join us for the Salvation Army annual turkey drive from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Two convenient locations. For High William, V Williamsburg near 40th and Old Cheney, 70th and Pioneer, you can make cash or food donations right there. We'll also have other stations besides KLIN broadcasting live all day. You can enter to win Trans Siberian Orchestra tickets, and you can say hi to Jack from 11:30 to 1:30 at 70th and Pioneers. And we say hi to Jack this well, you morning. You can just say hi to me now if you want to. Yeah, I just you, did right at the beginning of the show. Yeah.
2: Thanks, thanks for that intro. Longer than you usually talk at the beginning, but you know, I was that's fine. To I had to wake and- up. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I... Uh, That's I, a scary start for your Halloween. It was a very scary start. It's a very scary start to have your wife wake you up and say, it's six o'clock. <laughs> uh, I, I yeah. looked into your office. I went, I don't think Jack's here. Yet. I am so sorry. I uh, Here's, if anybody cares, here's what happened. Uh, my dog decided about, oh, three months ago, he is a watchdog. He is an aggressive <laughs> overnight watchdog. Uh, we don't need a watchdog in our neighborhood. We've got, we have got—we live in a pretty safe neighborhood and uh, got a security system, but he thinks anything happens outside and he has got to bark it to intimidate it or something. Uh, and so about once every three or four nights, he'll go berserk in the middle of the night thinking he saw something. Well, that was last night. Couldn't stop barking. And this happens quite a bit. And uh, he was, I, I for whatever reason, I grabbed my phone when I went down, because if I was going to sit down there for a while, I wanted to, you know, I can't do anything without scrolling my yeah, phone. Yeah, just got
1: to scroll a little.
2: I sat it on the counter. Apparently, it was like, you know, it was like two in the morning, and so I was half asleep, and so I went back upstairs without my phone, uh, which is my single alarm. Never done that before. Never done that <laughs> before. Um, and so she woke me up. So I was literally asleep 16 minutes ago in my own bed. <laughs> and so... You can you can imagine all the typical morning things that did not happen this morning. So
1: I apologize; it shouldn't affect any of you. Mainly, it'll affect Caleb, I would think. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get one of those. Uh, I think in the the new Red Studio because they have pampered they have pampered oh, yeah, Red yeah, ninety four yeah, five nice. in this it's building. Good. It's good. They they have got some uh, some of those little plug in air scent things. Yeah.
2: What? Yeah. Any of it? We may. I, I could use. <laughs> I could use any of it, and. A couple of things. Couple of things I'll note. It is significantly more busy on the streets of Lincoln at 6 a.m. than uh, 5:15 a.m. or whenever (laughs) I leave, a little after 5 a.m. Yeah. Well, it is very. It's a very different situation, interestingly enough. And also, yeah, it's just true. You hit more lights. I can't tell you how many (laughs) lights I drove. And I'm about. I'm about. Fifty yards from, and then oh, yellow. Sorry, Jack. You're gonna have to wait. And there's nobody around me. Very frustrated. Be like, oh, I'm
1: tired of listening to Caleb. Uh,
2: <laughs> I try. I was like, oh man, I had some, I had some choice words for that whole thing. And yeah,
1: it, it, I,
2: it, it's kind, it's kind of amazing though. I, I should have a dual alarm system. I probably will after this. But the phone, the single phone alarm has rarely failed me. It really is rarely. It's fa-
1: never failed ma You just have the single phone alarm? You yeah. don't have a backup? No, just the phone right there.
2: Well, it's, just, it, it's amazing. I talked to my son who was in, you know, even in high school and in college, and about once every three days, his alarm just doesn't go off or something, or so he says. That's,
1: that sounds like user error. Yeah, I,
2: I agree. <laughs> I just, it's, a, it's it amazing. It didn't go
1: off. Did you turn it on? Mine went off. It was
2: just going off in a different room where I couldn't hear it <laughs> whatsoever. So, anyway, thank you for bearing with me, and uh, thank you, Caleb, for getting getting things going and rolling here for the first few minutes. I'll also tell you this outside, which I know you mentioned at the uh, tell you this at the outset, which I know you mentioned at the beginning. It's cold. Yeah, Caleb, it is, it is cold, and I am reconsidering my uh, doing Halloween outside. I I don't know; it might be too much. I walked
1: to, to work to- this morning. Wow, look
2: at you. You didn't have to worry about the 6 a.m. traffic or the lights or anything like that.
1: I didn't. I, it, it's fine. But also, uh, here's it, the thing. I was walking south. I was walking with right. the wind at my back.
2: Now, here's the here's the saving grace. Again, we talked about this yesterday. For you uh, people who are going to be out out and about trick-or-treating or doing something outside tonight, the wind is going to really plummet. In terms of uh in terms of speed as we get into the evening hours. Uh I mean, during the day, right now it's up at seventeen, twenty miles an hour, gusts at about thirty. But by five o'clock you're gonna be down to ten miles an hour without any significant gusts. By eight o'clock you're gonna be down to five miles an hour. So I wonder if that might make it doable, even though even though you're going to be at a temperature of about 33 degrees with a wind chill of about well, you know, a wind chill of about 29. So it's 22 right now to give you an idea. So it'll be if you could do it outside now, you'll be all right at night. Yeah. So go test it if you're thinking about taking your kid out for uh, trick or treating tonight or grandkids or something. Go out right now. And if you're like, I can handle what it's doing right now, well, you're going to be golden tonight. You'll be <laughs> fine. Bring your kid out, wake him up or her up. You know, people should get up in the morning, I can attest to that, and and go out and check that out. Just do a little test. Do a little test. Don't ring anybody's doorbell this morning, but that's, uh, that's a good sense so for you, what you're going to need and how you're going to need to bundle up and that sort of thing. So
1: if you don't do the, the sitting in the driveway with kind of the fire pit, how are you guys going to handle that with the doorbell?
2: Yeah, that's the. Re- I remembered you brought back all my memories yesterday. The reason we did that is because every time the doorbell ring, the dog was going to be the watch dog, which we yeah. didn't need, um, is going to be going nuts every mm-hmm. single time when a kid comes, and somebody's going to have to hold it back. And
1: and you can't just hook him up because he's got a uh, he's got the cable out your your the back. Yeah, over your porch because enough kids will be walking by. Yeah. I He's mean, probably he'd probably be all right out. to do
2: that. He just begged to come in at some point. That would be the bigger problem. Yeah,
1: it's not the warmest.
2: So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to. Maybe we'll just have to bundle up and and make it work. My daughter says she still wants to do it, but her her idea about this was like, oh yeah, Dad, and we can either project or bring a TV out and watch Dancing with the Stars out there. She is a she is way into dancing with the okay. stars. I I don't know it's She's way into dancing with the I stars. I cannot
1: tell you the last time I watched an oh, episode I, of dancing with the I stars. I couldn't
2: before she got into it to be honest. And and I'll tell you what, I don't enjoy it. Uh I yeah. don't enjoy like if she wants she used to like to watch and my whole family my wife kind of liked to watch The Voice. I can do The Voice, okay? I can hang with The Voice and be entertained enough by the whole thing mm-hmm. i am not entertained by dancing with the stars whatsoever everybody's so dang corny on that show it is just rough you know what it's my... a
1: rough hang as the kids would say <laughs> as the kids would say uh what my daughter's been really into watching this week what's that lord of the rings it was on TV what? she saw Gollum that, and she thought it was hilarious Did kids he even watch like, that I don't even probably know. not I, I told my wife I was like there are some parts on here I don't <laughs> think are good for her but I turned it away She's, and she doesn't remember to say all of Lord of the Rings she goes I want to watch Rings I was like you got it baby huh. Whatever, does, whatever you want. You she know it's like a three-hour movie? Each of those is like three hours long. Oh, and then you add in commercials, man. Oh, we're, watch, we're watching oh, old-school TV. Oh,
2: you're watching like a DVR thing, or just like no, oh, we're just, just on live just, TV. Just live TV. I don't know. I didn't know people. My like grandma, that grandpa used to do. Well, good thing she doesn't have to get Peacock to get it.
1: But uh, yeah, there's some upset people there. But also, so here's the thing: I never had to deal with this growing up. I think I was maybe at like one friend's birthday party, and they. Uh, did a pay per view for like the Parent Trap, <laughs> but like you had to, you used to have to pay per view a like non conference right. games, right? Y- yes, but the difference
2: is, yeah, you did, you did, and they could be expensive. There's a couple of differences though. Uh, number one is that there were games that weren't on TV, so these were things that games that you weren't going to get otherwise. Uh-huh. It's it's not like you were getting every game on TV at that. So this felt like an option that you didn't have in the past. Mm -hmm. Instead, this time around, we've been going, I don't know how many years, Caleb, where every game, I mean, past the pay-per-view era, but we've been going 15 years or at least 10 years where every game is on TV that is on a regular tier of the cable. I mean, I guess I don't know if everybody has like FS two. Yeah, and, not
1: not everyone has FS two. Not everyone has Fox Business. Yeah, I guess
2: I guess so. But uh, most standard cable packages come mm-hmm. with those. So that it's been on regular standard cable or YouTube TV now or or satellite for, for and then you had that and it's being taken away. That's the difference that I've been trying to explain. Oh, is to that people, it's just
1: going back the other that way? That it's
2: instead of getting something new that you weren't getting before, you're having something that you were always getting and now. You've got to pay extra for it, which is different, I think, than the pay per view situation. The other thing is, people are more people get more annoyed about a subscription even if it's cheaper than a one time payment plan. Oh yeah. That's the other thing. It's just more of a pain. You just and you're afraid you're gonna forget about it and, and it's all of those things. Look, I'm assuming I'm home to watch it, I'm gonna get it. I'm not like completely over the top bad about it, but I get why people are annoyed.
1: Yeah, there's subscription complete,
2: fatigue. Completely yeah. All right, we'll take a break. 626. Wow, gonna, you put in some work, that segment. I'm going to see if I can find a, some toothbrush and scope or something. <laughs> it's 626. <laughs> Gross. It's LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Severe
0: weather means interruptions. Check closings and cancellations anytime at KLIN.com.
3: Terms apply.
0: A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the sound off on LNK Today. But first. Your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a one hundred dollar prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. All right. It is. Time for
2: another keyword for you to text in and maybe get yourself a pick in Fantasy Oscars. Caleb, tell us what our keyword is right now. Alarm. (laughs) You're a jerk. Alarm. (laughs) A-L-A-R-M. (laughs) Alarm. Text that in, and uh, we'll pick one of you text it in to get this pick, number three, for Fantasy Oscars. Um, And as Caleb mentioned in the open... I didn't even realize this when we made up this topic, but Nebraska and uh, Michigan State are in the bottom four, both in the bottom four in the nation, in fact, tied for third to last in the nation uh, for turnovers given up. So we yeah. got two of the most turnover. I believe the only two schools that have uh, had more turnovers given away this year are Hawaii and our Army. So those are those are the only two who've got more turnovers than Nebraska and Michigan State. So we're asking you, we assume there will be turnovers. Um but I guess you can you can select that there are no turnovers if you want to. But we're asking you when the first turnover of the game happens by either team whenever there is a uh, a turnover. And I think Caleb there may be some s- statistical nuance that has to happen there there because I think um like some of those special teams plays when someone never possesses the ball for instance against illinois nebraska recovered a kickoff that was never actually fielded you remember that that actually isn't a turnover so so
1: that's not a turnover and 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 a pump block is not a turnover right so or a a pump block or a field goal block right it's got to
2: be an interception or a fumble recovery yes and there's some nuance to the kickoff rule because the when you kick it off, it's a live ball immediately. Mm. So anybody actually has the right to catch it and take it. But nonetheless, that is uh, that is the rule there. By so, the way,
1: you were right. It was uh, our army in Hawaii yep. are in dead last. Nebraska, Michigan State are tied with Tulsa and Georgia Southern. Yes,
2: yes. So
1: with 19 turnovers lost on the year.
2: So if you get the pick, we need from you just a quarter and a time remaining. Yeah, is that everybody stayed in the first quarter first so far? First
1: quarter, yeah. Corey said four and a half to go in the first quarter. Holmes Lake Doug said five fifty seven. Okay. All right.
2: Uh with that said, let's go
1: to our second. And then off. And then McCray texts in as well and says turnover on downs. No, if to fumble or intercept. That's not a turnover.
2: Because I on, mean it's it's not considered a turnover. Because on a fourth
1: just, down they would Statistically, be yep. either punting or going for it. It's got to be an didn't make the line to game,
2: interception or a fumble. Yep. Is, I know they call a turnover a turnover on run down, but it does not go into the stats as a turnover, like mm-hmm. that stat you just read. Yeah. it does not count turnovers on downs. Correct. So, just thank you for the clarification, though. That would not count. Uh, all right, sound off. Let's uh, jump into it. We are going to start in the Middle East once again, and here's um. This development is a little concerning in terms of where it is going to go forward. Uh, Some U.S. bases in the area have been receiving drone attacks, and there's been some response. Now, it's still not been kind of a full-scale type thing, but it's something to keep your eye on in terms of escalation and further involvement of the United States in what's happening right now. We are hearing Israeli uh, drones, armed drones
5: overhead. We've been seeing a growing clashes between Israel and Hezbollah, a regional spreading of the conflict as well. The U.S. military base in Iraq was the latest target of drones launched by an Iranian-backed proxy group. There were no casualties or damage. All told, though, there have been 24 such attacks on bases in Iraq and Syria in recent weeks, and that has left 21 Service members injured the u.s has returned fire twice at the israel lebanon border we've been witnessing the results of escalating firings of rockets missiles mortars by the
2: iran-backed hezbollah militants all right so that is i mean they've been attacked according to reports by drones i think almost every time 23 times over the course of two weeks 14 attacks in iraq Nine attacks in Syria since October seventeenth, according to sources. But according to several reports, a lot of those attacks, successfully disrupted by the military, most ended up failing to reach their their targets because these places okay. are obviously, I think, fairly fortified, and uh, you know, a drone attack attack on it isn't necessarily that easy. But some did successfully detonate. You said you got twenty one troops that have been injured. All of these are considered minor injuries, as in, like the the troops went back to duty right away okay. after these were over. These were during separate attacks on an, uh, Air Base uh, Al assad Air Base in Iraq, Al Tanf Garrison in Syria, and that is according to Pentagon spokesman Air Force Brigadier General Pat Ryder. He said that last week. So, I, I guess the other thing, the other thing to note on these is that even prior to the october 7 the october 7 attack by hamas in israel these these troops and these bases have come under fairly regular attacks from iran back militias so this isn't necessarily something that is that is new in this region just after this happened so maybe that mitigates against this starting to ratchet up this specific conflict okay that, that was going to so, be one of my questions yeah.
1: was if, if this was normal before everything it sounds
2: like it, it has been at least to some degree okay at this point but the united states did strike back two sites in in eastern syria uh that's linked to this iran Revol- revolutionary guard corps uh which they believe i think is connected to the local militias that end up carrying carrying these out so and they've also obviously heightened force protection in in the middle east um it activated a terminal high altitude area defense battery two patriot missile air defense battalions uh to locations in us central command as well so uh yeah that that part of it when i when i start to hear that and i think it does make it seem a little more explainable or or maybe not on the verge of ratcheting things up that that's kind of a normal reality for the servicemen and women that are in that area even prior to what's going on now. Uh, and then, got news because another hostage was released. This is interesting. I'm... i Well, let's just play the clip and we can discuss it after the fact.
5: A fifth hostage is now free from Hamas. Israeli Defense Force Private Ori Megadish has been reunited with her family after being taken hostage October 7th, freed by the efforts of Shinbet Intelligence and elite Israeli forces. More than 230 remain held captive by Hamas. A video released by the terror group shows three women scolding Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, demanding their own release. The Prime Minister's office called the video, cruel psychological propaganda. Families of hostages pressuring the government for a swap Palestinian prisoners for hostages
2: yeah so um this this is interesting um the the one of the hostages they chose to release um i guess idf is is saying that this was this was the idf that uh, actually released her so she was a a female soldier um had been there for three weeks uh they said she was in Good health uh, showed a picture of her smiling alongside relatives, actually wearing a Spider-Man themed Marvel shirt as well. Um, She was a private who had served as an observation soldier, uh, was captured, uh, had likely been alone, held alone by Hamas. And basically, because she was alone, separated, they got some intelligence that she was alone and separated, that they had planned for several days to actually have a... um, have an operation to rescue her Uh, and Israeli forces were reportedly met with resistance from Hamas, but the uh, Israeli military said no troops were injured or killed on this. So that that's interesting. And then to that video, uh, this is, this is interesting too. So they released this, this short video clip yesterday uh, showing three of the hostages say the ground, uh, the group seized, um, they had, they had uh, these people who were sitting there, all all apparently among those held in the Gaza Strip by Hamas. One of the three women basically gave a message directly to Netanyahu uh, deriding him for failing to prevent the attack and for failing to secure the release of, of the other captives. Uh, it's just those three who are there. There's no other people vi- during the clip. It's also not totally clear how willingly the, uh, the woman gives her remarks or how much of it was Mm. directed. They know the woman who is speaking. Uh, She was kidnapped with her daughter who they were visiting family during the time. Um, She starts by addressing Netanyahu saying, you promised to free us all. Instead, we bear your political and military failure on on this thing. So, you know, again, you don't you really don't know. Um, They look like they're in okay condition, though. On this video, sitting in chairs together, there are just three of them in a row, and the woman in the middle is talking. So if you want to see it, you can, you can see it. It is out there. All right, non, uh, non-Middle East things as well. Interesting uh, case about social media. The Supreme Court is going to be looking at it. What are you owed by public officials on social media? Can they, for instance, block you if you are being super annoying? Oh! Is that actually a violation of your First Amendment rights? Did you ever think of it that way? Well, it's a question that is being asked... Uh, of the Supreme Court right now.
4: The Supreme Court is hearing two lawsuits where people sued after they were blocked from commenting on public officials' social media pages. One suit involves two parents who left negative comments about two school board members in Poway, California. The board members eventually blocked them from their public pages. The other case involves the resident of Port Huron, Michigan, who was leaving negative comments about the city manager's handling of the pandemic. The city manager then blocked him. This city manager Facebook page was his personal one, not simply For his job duties. While the Ninth Circuit agreed with the California parents that being blocked violated their First Amendment rights, the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals did not agree that the Michigan residents' rights had been violated. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News.
2: I mean, I feel like if it's uh this is just off the cuff here, so I might not necessarily guarantee to stand by this forever when I hear it, but my gut reaction to that whole thing is that if it is actually a social media account for a government entity, or a government official in his or her official capacity. My thought is that blocking would be closer to restricting First Amendment's rights than if it's if it's a personal account of some of, of, of a person who happens to hold office, I would say that's definitely okay mm-hmm. under the First Amendment to block. That's my again, this is just my gut reaction on this whole thing. I think the question is could the speech ever get to a level where is predominantly speech that is not necessarily protected by the First Amendment, or if it is, you know, essentially threats or that kind of a thing, is there a threshold that even you even even speakers can get to a certain level where that the block would not be violative of the First Amendment because of the the content of it, just because it's not considered uh, protected speech mm-hmm. in that situation? That would be that would be the only exception, but I would. S- I mean, my gut reaction is, yeah, generally, generally probably government entities, public officials in their pages, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, and their their public capacity probably shouldn't be blocking people. That's yeah, I, I, I remember. I, but uh, I understand why they're tempted, to be honest.
1: I remember having moved here, and in less than a year, my representative in the legislature had blocked me oh, on really? Twitter. Oh, really? Oh, really? Interesting. Um, and then the ACLU started asking for information, and uh, a few hours later, I was unblocked. Really? That's interesting. Hmm. I will remind you uh, during the break of all of those conversations. Interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but it, it's hard
2: for me to get too too uh, scoldy of the people who decide, you know, especially on an individual basis to wheel the blocks because so many people are just absolute jerks on social media yeah. just that so like i get it yeah for I, sure I, I get it but probably i i can also see why the court might side why why the uh, california uh circuit court sided where they did on this yeah
1: it, it feels a little bit different when it is a like like a school like, board like, like a representative like that, that's the actual case there it's a yeah
2: school board with parents you know It's the page for the school board. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of social media, uh, if you're tired of the ads on your meta social media products on your Instagram and and Facebook, you now have an option to get rid of them. But guess what, Caleb? It'll cost you. It'll cost you.
4: A paid subscription service is available throughout the European Union for almost 10 euros per month on the web or 13 euros on iOS and Android. The subscription is meant to address concerns by the European Union about Meta's ad targeting and data collection practices. Meta says it will continue to offer free access to Facebook and Instagram for people who do not wish to pay. The company also says the experience for non-paying users will not change. Meta says as long as someone remains subscribed, their data will not be used for ad targeting. Monica DeLuca, Fox News.
2: Okay, their data will not be used in ad targeting. Will ads still come up, though? And by the way, this is a legit question. I don't have the answer to it because I am not a power user anymore of Facebook, and I never became one for Instagram. Are ads worse? I assume ads are worse on Instagram than Facebook. Caleb, is that your your read that
1: I I mean I I feel like they're kind of bad everywhere
2: are they bad on Facebook I don't know I just get the feeling the few times that I've kind of scrolled Instagram which isn't that often feels like there's a lot it just feels like you encounter them the way that you use the app more than you do on Facebook but I could be wrong about that. maybe but
1: also I'm not scrolling Facebook
2: yeah I'm not again I'm not doing it enough
1: like like the places that I'm seeing the ads are Twitter Mm -hmm. x and twitters have gotten r- ridiculous well they also are trying to be sneaky and kind of like hide where it says ad yeah so they're trying to make it look like it's way more native I got and, the
2: same weird things too um, that so you've
1: got that but then like i i get them on on tiktok like ev- every so many videos that you go by like you'll see one and i just go cool, on to the next one so it's not it's not awful but i'm also not gonna pay to not have those because i can scroll past them so easily
2: for whatever reason, Twitter is the belief of the belief that I need some products that I definitely don't need, and that's all I'll say about that. Uh, <laughs> let you leave the rest to your imagination.
1: I think we've all under—I think we all—we've all seen the campaigns. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. Very sure I'm in the market. Uh, let's see. Well, let's let's do a couple. Uh, we'll do We'll do a couple Halloween ones to to finish this thing off. Some Halloween by the numbers as we uh, uh, get ready for trick-or-treating tonight, this October 31st, 2023.
4: Americans are outdoing themselves when it comes to this year's Halloween celebrations. The National Retail Federation finds that spending could top
6: $12 billion before the holiday is done, and we're shelling out more for decorations,
4: costumes, and candy. That's about $2 more than last year. The NRF also found that a record number of people, 73%, will participate in
2: Halloween-related activities, up from 69% in 2022. When it comes to
4: costumes, this year's blockbuster movie should tip you off to the most popular. Google Trends says Barbie tops the list, followed by Princess, Spider-Man, Witch, Fairy, and Wednesday Addams. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News.
1: I've seen a lot of Adams families out. Oh, on really? That. Yeah,
2: that Wednesday show brought it back, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know what people are going out on? Um, this is my anecdotal noticing around the city of Lincoln that has become way more of a thing, and that is like outdoor house decorations for Halloween. Mm-hmm. P- that, people are going way. In fact, our friends. Uh, Philip from Phillips Lincoln Lights, who does maps all the Christmas lights, right. does such a good job with that. Um, by the way, it won't be long until you want to check out his Facebook page, Phillips Lincoln Lights. There's so many Halloween displays that they've started making maps for Halloween displays in the city of Lincoln. Oh, like there are big, like gaudy enough ones that okay. people are. There are enough of them that you can drive around and find the good ones in Lincoln. Yeah, even. I'm seeing them. Yeah.
1: What? Uh, neither. Neither of your kids dressing up.
2: I don't know what my son's doing. He's not, a, I assume not. I think that he had a, a party that he yeah, went to you, this weekend. Yeah, you, you
1: dress back up when you get to college.
2: I I don't think he is tonight, but I think he went, he had something Saturday night that he did. Uh, and my daughter's out. No, she's out, she's out on it. Even though she says it, she's in seventh grade, so she's 13, she says she thinks she's still in the minority of her friend group, who she thinks most of them still are going out yeah. at age 13. But she t- claims she's got no interest in, in doing that, and so, like I said, she wants to sit in our driveway with the fire and watch Dancing with the Stars and hand out candy to other people.
1: Hey, there's worse ways to spend so, an evening. Yeah.
2: I guess. I guess.
1: Ghost spider will be by to tell you hello. Sounds good. We look forward.
2: <laughs> we look forward to seeing ghost spider. We very much look forward to that. Alright, that is uh, that's going to be it for the sound off. It is 6.55. We've got 23 degrees in the capital city. Joe Jordan joins us in 15 minutes. You are listening to LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN.
6: When you're thinking Huskers Intercepting the
2: 15
0: and the Huskers have it inside the red zone. Think 1499 3 KLIN You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1,499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. 657. 23 degrees, clear
2: skies. And uh, as you heard, getting up up into the high 30s today. And then uh, sunset tonight if you're trying to time out things when you should be ready for people to come to your house or go out yourself sunset about uh about 620, 615, six twenty six fifteen six six twenty tonight is when that happens, and that'll uh that right when that happens you'll probably be at about thirty degrees so after sunset into the upper twenties but again wind going down throughout the evening and so it may feel just as good if not better as it as it gets later into the into the evening tonight uh but but the good news is you're not gonna have any issue. With uh, precipitation that's going on. And by the way, if you've uh, looked forward ahead, peaked a little bit ahead in the forecast back into the 50s for Wednesday and Thursday, look at Friday 65 degrees, mostly sunny. T shirt and shorts, baby. Saturday, no home football game, but 57 degrees. Those pumpkin patches might want to open back up. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. Get, get another I, weekend. I assume in. they usually close things down after Halloween, but. I don't know, I think there's still money to be made there on Saturday, although well, they're all ready to probably call it call it good,
1: I know, but you've also got eleven a m kickoff on the road. People are available right
2: you had you had a couple of Saturdays that were not probably as big of money makers as they could have been, especially last weekend. I don't know, think about it, think about it, pumpkin patches. All right. uh, As I said, Joe Jordan, News Channel, Nebraska coming up. We're going to talk Nebraska news and politics with him. Count down the five things that you're talking about 35 minutes from right now. And then another fantasy Huskers pick at 810. So stick around for all that. It is seven o'clock on KLI and Lincoln.
3: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.
0: Mo- Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, Morning Radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK today with Jack and friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 14993, KLIN. All right, welcome back. Halloween morning,
2: 708, 22 degrees in the capital city. Glad to have you back with us. About 15 minutes from right now, we will 25 minutes, I should say, from uh, right now. We will count down the five things that you're going to be talking about today with our morning drive. Right now, though, it is time to talk Nebraska News and Politics with News Channel Nebraska's own Joe Jordan. Good morning, Joe. How are you doing today?
6: I'm good, Jack. It's all
2: ready for the trick-or-treaters to come to the house tonight. If they're, if if, if you, <laughs> we've got hardy enough trick-or-treaters, or at least parents that are hardy enough to go outside in uh, 28-degree weather, we'll see. Yeah, it's
6: uh, a, I think it's a five-house night. You do five and you
2: can say you're yeah, done. Just <laughs> say it's good. Yeah, we'll just eat the candy we bought at our house. Uh, it's been, since we last talked, it seems like a long time now, but it's not even been a week since... Uh, the House of Representatives uh, did actually settle on a speaker, and so that um, that whole process is ended since we last talked. And we mainly talked about it kind of in the the context of local lawmakers and especially Don Bacon. Um, and and of course, now we know he got unanimous votes from Republicans, including Don Bacon. I'm curious, what does it say to you that that Bacon, after strongly resisting. Jim Jordan, even in the face of a whole lot of criticism, talked a little bit about, obviously, the threats and everything that was coming like that. Very, I mean, very bound and determined to oppose the Jim Jordan situation on the first ballot um, on, on someone, I guess you could argue is more similarly policy wise to to Jim Jordan than he than he would be. Bacon, at least maybe on the Trump issue, uh, the first ballot that he says yes on that one. What does that? What I guess. What does that tell to you, tell you about what is motivating motivating Bacon and what was motivating him when he was voting against Jim Jordan?
6: Well, I don't think it's just what was motivating Don Bacon. I, I, in the end, there were there were several. If you'll recall, there were twenty twenty five Republicans that didn't vote for we're going to vote for Jim Jordan uh possibly more if we ever got the actual vote in public it wasn't really clear but he was he was he you know first round he would lost 20 votes and he was 22 votes behind and 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 as you said you know uh Don Bacon talked about threats that were going to his uh uh to his his wife through uh, uh phone calls and text messages and that's only emboldened him to vote against Jim Jordan going further then there was a then after jordan's candidacy failed you will recall that there was a congressman from minnesota who was going to try to we all thought he was going to be the guy and then that didn't get anywhere uh, largely because president former president trump stepped in and didn't want that guy to get it because he thought he was you know anti-trump i think what happened so then we get to this the in effect the fourth candidate mike johnson and i and i really think what happened at this point is although johnson's views in some respects maybe more conservative than jim jordan's views uh I think at that point the Republican caucus they all got together behind closed doors and said we've got to come up with somebody <laughs> we this can't go on forever uh and i think it was you know i mean i don't know how many people in the country to this today know who mike johnson is let alone knew who mike johnson was a week ago i couldn't
2: think of his name i had to look it up for the segment
6: everybody did <laughs> i mean it's it, it takes me a second to stop and remember mike johnson uh uh it's just it's you know i mean he if you, if you go back a month and, and put 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 a, a name out his name was no on no list of any possible, you know, potential speakers. Um, I mean, he went, you know, the interesting is he went into Congress 2016, the same, he got, he got elected in 2016, started in 2017, the same year that Don Bacon went into Congress. He's he's chaired, you know, he was, he's never chaired a committee. Um, I've heard some reports that he's, that he's probably never got a bill passed. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. Lots, there's actually lots of Congress people that never get bills passed, But um, but I do think in the end, that the Republican caucus got together and said, you know, we we've, we we've got to find somebody that's going to do this. Uh, I don't know I don't know, you know, why they decided it was going to be Mike Johnson in the end, but uh, you know uh, they were they were in such a difficult situation uh that I think they decided to take off any sort of brand names that the party had out there. Uh Jim Jordan had already gone, Scalise had gone down. The, the congressman whose name I can't think of right off the top of my head from Minnesota. Hammer. Uh yeah. thank you. And and so they, so they were just running out of <laughs> out of names, and I think this. And I think they picked Mike Johnson as a, in effect, as almost a total compromise candidate. You know, hey, we know Don Bacon. You may not like his views on this, that, and everything. For instance, and, I, and I've spoken with Bacon about this after the fact. You know, I mean, uh, Mike Johnson's against A two. He's clearly indicated he's against aid to Ukraine. Uh, he was among one of the election deniers. Uh, and, and Bacon has said, he said, you know, he was not going to vote for someone like that. And I said, well, how do you square that? And he goes, well, I square it because um, I've come out, I've said how I feel about that. And, and we're going to go forward from here. So, I, again, without repeating myself, yeah. I think the Republican Party decided we've got to we've got to end this debate now we're going to pick whoever, Mike Johnson, John Smith, you, you name it. Someone, whether we know who this guy is or not, whether the public's aware of who he is, we're going to rally behind this person and go forward because this stalemate cannot continue forever. I think in the end, that's what the Republican Party did. And, and Don Bacon joined in because uh, I think at that point, even the even the 20 or 25 people who were against Jim John, Jim Jordan realized <laughs> something's got to happen here. We, we can't. This thing can't stay in neutral forever.
2: Yeah, it's just the the interesting thing is those who oppose Jim Jordan um, and who oppose some of the other uh, the other candidates out there, is, you know like when Don Bacon talked about it, Joe he he talked about how well they didn't go by the rules when when yes. Scalise was and I always thought I always thought I wonder if that's a little bit of a pretext. In that some of these Republicans are still hesitant to vote for someone who was challenging, you know, voted to challenge the election in in 2020. But they didn't want to come out and say that because they knew there would be political ramifications of saying that. But so they had a a pretext, essentially. If I mean, if that was the case, that ended. I mean, that wasn't because, like you said, Johnson was somebody who also uh, voted to overturn results in in 2020. And Mm -hmm. so. I mean it, that theory, I guess, is is debunked now, and it really was just an opposition to. Uh, 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 were they really all that mad because of the Scalise thing? Is that what it comes down to? I still can't figure out why they just fought tooth and nail on one hand, and that for Jordan against Jordan, and then this guy comes in, and they're like, "Yeah, that's cool, right?" After one day, I don't, I I can't quite explain it at this point. I don't know if you can either, but that's well, that, that always confused me
6: yeah well, other than as I said, other than trying to figure out how do we end this chaos, how do we put a put a stop to this because because it was very clear there were always going to be individual whoever it was uh it seemed like if a if a person had a brand name that that people knew, there was gonna be some resistance to that individual so Pick somebody out of the hat, Mike Johnson. That the public has no idea who this guy is. Nothing, no idea what he stands for. Uh, and and let's you know put put your put your political situations behind you, and and let's just get this thing done. You know, in the meantime, the the fallout for Bacon is is is, is really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean his his votes against Jim Jordan had had the right wing in the uh, second congressional district. Furious at him, right? Call it, they call him a rhino. not that he hasn't been called that before, Trump I think called him a rhino. Uh, he was called a rhino. He was said, you know, don't if he if he thinks he can win re-election, there's no way he can. And then and then the left is bothered by the fact that he goes on what they consider progressive television, CNN and MSNBC, and says nasty, says certain things. When they say, in the end, he votes ninety percent conservative. So he's not, you know, if anybody thinks he's. Uh, part of the Democratic Party, he's not. Uh, so he, he he gets it from the far left wing of the Democratic Party. He gets whacked from the far right wing of the Republican Party. But in terms of his political future, that probably is where he wants to be <laughs> to get to get elected in the second congressional district. You can't be far right. You can't be too far left. Uh, you've got to try to figure out how to how to keep your party faithful, so to speak, together at the same time, how are you going to get some moderate Democrats and, and moderate independents, conservative independents, moderate independents? How are you going to get those folks to vote for you? Because Donald Trump got beat by seven points by Joe Biden in the second congressional district. So, you can, you know, Don Bacon, takes, he takes slings and arrows left and right but in the end, if his job, and some people have always made the argument that a politician's first job is to get reelected, if that's the first job of a politician, he's actually doing what it takes to get reelected in this district. He, he knows he's never going to please the, the far right. He doesn't, I don't think he really cares about pleasing the far left. But, uh, but they, they, they get frustrated when they, when they see him on on, on, on the national networks talking. Uh, you know, talking down Trump or saying some things like, you know, about the insurrection. And, and it drives them crazy because they don't believe that that's really where Don, Don Bacon is. Yeah. Um, but but in his political reality, uh, if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't adhere to the far right uh, and, 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 and let the far left do what they want, he's, never, he's not going to get reelected. But again, if, if the election were today against Tony Vargas, Don Bacon probably wins. I mean, the, the the national folks that look at this have, have still have the district leaning uh, leaning Republican. I I do think that will change when we get into next year, and, it'll, and I I pretty much believe it'll be a toss up as we go to into, into Election Day 2024. But right now, um, Don Bacon is doing what Don Bacon needs to do in order to get reelected.
2: Yeah, I just I'm just for for example for him making this vote on Mike Johnson and going with Mike Johnson, um, and he's getting some you know he'll get some blowback from I sub, you know I guess the the left from that or the center left from that but the 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 thing is it's the the way that loses him votes or hurts him in the general is only if people who were voting for him are switching over and voting for Vargas and that's not I mean. The, the, that the criticism is not coming from the right; it's coming from the left in that situation. You know what I mean? Like that. The, I, I suppose. I, I suppose if he had like a a strong primary opponent, this could hurt him more significantly throughout this whole thing. But as far as I know, he doesn't, and so I don't. Again, I get it. People are unhappy, but I think it just means more people are going to hold their nose and vote for him, right, or vote against him, depending on where they are.
6: Right. Well, I mean, you're already you're already starting to hear from the far right. Hey, look at, yeah, we we don't, you know, we're we're mad at Don Bacon. We're furious at Don Bacon. But remember, when we get to November 2024. You can't vote for Tony Vargas. Uh, the question I've always had on that is, do those people just not vote? Right. If if they don't cast a ballot, it's like a half a vote for for Tony Vargas. He gets enough of those non votes yeah. for Bacon, and he and he gets some advantage. You mentioned the the the, 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 uh, the primary situation for Don Bacon. You know, he's. No one has stepped up to say they're going to primary him, uh, you know, and, and I think the reason for that is if you look back two years ago, Donald Trump was trying to find someone to to primary Don Bacon. They couldn't come up with anybody. Uh, his Don Bacon is is uh, has the support and has had support of a lot of moderate Democrats uh, in in the second congressional district. Uh, you know, former congressman, um, <laughs> former congressman, Brad Ashford, who's since passed away, you know he got beat by Don Bacon. Four years later, he was supporting Don Bacon, uh, and and a Democrat. Mm -hmm. So Bacon has shown the ability to to at least cross the aisle to some degree, no matter how difficult that is for some staunch Democrats to, to, to take, but he has managed to do that. And I think he continues to do that. The question he has in the end is, will those Republicans who are furious at him Come Election Day 2024, will they simply decide we're not voting for Tony Vargas, but we're not voting for Don Bacon either? And if you get if there's enough people who don't vote for Don Bacon and they're Republicans, that would open the door for a possible Vargas win in, in 2024.
2: In, the, in a couple minutes left, I, I want to shift gears just a little bit. I wanted to see what your thoughts were on uh, some news that happened earlier this week, or maybe it was the end of last week, and that was uh, the Attorney General in Nebraska announcing lawsuits against several uh, retailers of, of Delta-8, um, which is a product that has uh, some level of, I don't know if I'm saying this right, so I, I don't quite know, the, the but some level of, of THC or THC-like components in it. Some have called it like marijuana light, but uh, I'm sure in Omaha, same as Lincoln is, there are shops everywhere uh, mm-hmm. that that are selling this right now. And so they're going after some of them, not to make it illegal, but basically going after consumer protection type issues. Are the labels listing what's in it? Are the labels uh, appealing to children? Are they properly carting minors? Those sorts of things as well. My thought with this whole thing is, like, Hilgers has said, hey, this stuff should be illegal. There's other people who are like, this stuff should be illegal. The stuff is illegal in in a whole bunch of states as well because the state legislatures have taken action. We've got a state that has been very strict about marijuana-related issues, obviously. We don't have to go through that whole list uh, when it comes to some of those Mm -hmm. issues that have come up. I'm surprised the legislature hasn't take yet taken action to make it illegal. And when you see something like this, does it does it sound like maybe the beginning of that movement? Is do you think this is possibly something that we see this year or is it just not on enough people's radars at this point? Or is it just taking this long and get all these stores open with the LED lights everywhere to get on people's radars?
6: <laughs> well, I do think there's a possibility, since the AG has brought this thing uh up, that someone in the legislature uh, might take that and run with it uh, in, in in the spring. Uh, curious uh, to me is is this comes at the same time when, when the debate again 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 on medical marijuana is gonna is gonna be uh, front and center for the voters as the petition drive continues and they're uh, trying to get medical marijuana you know on the ballot at some point and then see if Nebraskans will vote it up or down. Uh, I don't know that this is a a counter to to those who want medical marijuana, just sort of a foot in the door talking about the evils of of marijuana. Uh, I I do think there may be something to that. But, uh, you know, then again, maybe the AG is just, you know, trying to figure out a way to to bolster what he thinks is illegal, uh, and the legislature won't take it up. Uh, Because if the legislature does take it up, that is going to heighten the debate over again over medical marijuana right. and put it front and center. And I'm not sure that's. If you're opposed to medical marijuana, I'm not sure that's you want you want that all attention drawn to it, uh, because there's been you know, we we know that the, from the from the petition drives in the past, plenty of people signed these petitions. Now it never got to the ballot for a lot of legal reasons, but plenty of people have signed these these petitions. Making a lot of us wonder, believe that if it does get to the ballot, an up or down vote. Medical marijuana will be legalized in Nebraska, so I don't know how much attention you want to draw to it if that's your if that's your goal.
2: Well, last last thought here. Here's a weird scenario: the people who are for medical marijuana in the legislature ally with people who want to get rid of the Delta Eight, and they join forces. <laughs> um, I mean, that's not that crazy to some degree because that's it's not. the medical marijuana people are saying, hey, this is why we want you know why we want it regulated is because of these reasons. So uh, maybe that could happen. Hey, Joe, great to talk to you. I always appreciate it. We'll uh, check in with you again in a week, all right? Take care, Jack. Thank you, you. Go to our news channel, Nebraska. It's 725. Got to check sports coming up next on KLIN.
0: I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for The Daily
3: at KLIN.com. Terms apply.
0: It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is The Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, let's get
2: things started today with The Morning Drive, and we're going to start with
0: number five.
1: This Halloween has the potential to be one of the coldest In the last 50 years. What? The high is expected to be 37. Now, here's the top five over the last 50 years before we get to today's high. Oh, cool.
2: I was trying to think of this because I kept saying it felt like the years that I was a Halloween trick-or-treat parent from about 2006 to about three
1: years ago. It's never really been that bad. Yeah, you would have missed most of this. So 1995, it was 39. 96, it was 38. 2017, it was 36. Oh, 2017. 2002 okay. was 31. And 1991, Lincoln had a high of 29.
2: Wow, I, di- I got my whole... Except for 2017, which I'm trying to remember. So my daughter would have been 7 then, so she's probably still... And my son would have been 13, so he was probably just getting out of the Halloween trick-or-treating phase. Mm-hmm. I got to look that up. I got to go find the pictures or something because I don't quite remember Facebook that. Facebook memories. Yeah, may- maybe that's it. But so this will be the cold, uh, uh, maybe colder, because I think, what, it's the same scheduled high as 2017 um, that, that so yeah. you could. Well,
1: it, 10-11 has a, a high listed potentially of 37, so that would put it as the fourth coldest in the last 50 years. And which of the three ahead of it? And the three ahead of it would be 2017, 2002, and 1991. 36,
2: okay. 31, and 29. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of parents, a lot of parents may be having their first ever or tied for first ever coldest Halloween situation yep. of all time. It's been dang nice for Halloween. <laughs> that, that's. I'm glad this sort of validates my feeling because I felt like as a kid, it was always way colder for Halloween than it had been the last several years. Mm-hmm. And turns out that was actually true for the most part uh the 95 was the year i think i believe 95 somebody help me with this if i've got the year wrong maybe it was earlier than that there was one year where uh mike johans canceled halloween the mayor the mayor canceled because it was not only cold but it was like sleeting and a sheet of ice everywhere and that was very they had trick-or-treating happen like on another day there are some communities i didn't realize this like my uh my brother and sister-in-law live in live in Waukee, Iowa, and their kids are kind of aging out of the Halloween age, too. But, like, they told me that there, Caleb, they always do it. They have a... The city basically agrees that the trick-or-treating is going to happen on a, on a weekend night. Mm-hmm. It always happens... I don't know if it's Saturday before or the Saturday after or exactly what it is, but there are some communities that I didn't realize that there's some communities that do that and actually make it stick on a weekend, which I kind of like the idea of kind of like the idea of I'm just trying to decide my new tradition is to sit outside at Halloween, bring the old fire pit out, do it on the driveway and just hand the kids out the candy directly. So I don't have the doorbell ringing all night. My dog going insane. I don't know. Even with the fire and bundled up, is that going to be a little... I don't know how comfortable that's going to be. So we've got
1: a couple of texts that have come in that have said Halloween was canceled in 97 for a big snowstorm. No, I don't think that's right. Deanna says
2: 91 Halloween was canceled. 97 is not right. I wasn't here in 97. I I was there. It was while I was in... 91 maybe sounds more right. I
1: found a uh, Daily Nebraskan... Article that talks about how Mayor Johans wanted folks to throw a Halloween party Friday, then take part in a giant slumber party Saturday. Yes. Oh, so they moved it up.
2: They basically moved Halloween up. It sounds like when that happened. Yeah, it was early '90s. That sounds more right. '94. It was not. It was not '97. That was when I was in college. It was way before that. But I know. I know there was the big snowstorm. But I think that cleared out pretty soon. That happened on October 25th. Well,
1: in '91, so. the uh, Omaha's mayor PJ Morgan canceled Halloween.
2: Yeah, it was. It was because there was because '91 didn't even show on your up on your list, did it? For cold Halloweens. For cold uh, high temperatures, as I go
1: in there, yeah, actually, that's the coldest one. Oh, that's the 29. coldest one.
2: 29. But I remember, I was fourteen. It was, it was because of the ice, <laughs> the ice on the streets. It was basically you had freezing rain that had mm-hmm. that had bound to the sidewalks everywhere. So, not canceled this year. And, and frankly, it's, uh, again, you get to a certain temperature level. The wind is more important than the temperature. I've said it right, a million times. Right. The wind is going to be going down as the afternoon and evening rolls on. I would argue that it is going to get ple- more pleasant as the night goes on, even though the temperature will go down. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Bundle up. Go out there. Have fun. Don't be a wuss. You're from Nebraska.
1: <laughs> Don't be Bundle a wuss. Bundle your kids up. They're fine.
0: <laughs> Number four.
1: Oh, man. Uh, Last week, the Lincoln Airport authorized the final payment of ARPA funds to Redway after reviewing an independent audit on the operations of the failed airline. They certified a payment of more than $700,000, clearing the way for the remainder of passenger refunds to be issued for flights canceled when the company suddenly shut down August 31st.
2: Okay, so we didn't hit this last week. It was the the very end of of last week, and um, so we didn't hit it then. But, I don't know, Caleb, like, was anybody else hoping that when they did this sort of independent audit that they were going to find some kind of a smoking gun here? That so they were going to find just a... They were going to find, like... A, a
1: big misuse of funds or yeah, something like that? I mean, Is that what you're saying?
2: Kind of, yeah. Like, like you're wanting an explanation instead for this of whole ju- thing?
1: Instead of it just not working?
2: I, I mean... The, the on Thursday they approved we didn't have a chance to talk about it because on the tail we had the tailgate that's why but they approved the independent accountants report um kind of get you where you need to be and and from what i understand on the report like it was there were not of not a lot of like huge monumental discrepancies to the point that they're giving them those ARPA funds that are owed, the final ones of payment, which I guess the good news about that is if there are still people who are out there, and I think there are, who did not get reimbursed from the tickets, they got canceled, and they had to buy other tickets on top of that, mm-hmm. that Redway ought to be getting them their money here at this point. I'm going to wait still, though. The state auditor is still doing an, an audit on this as well. Okay? Right. They're looking at this as well. Something still doesn't add up, right? And I'm something still is doesn't quite make sense with mm-hmm. this whole thing. And I'm not talking about the airport or the airport at all. I'm talking about the redway side of it.
1: Right. Yeah, cuz it was and I went on one on one of the flights and it, it seemed like it was I mean it was full. It was the the very first one that they were doing, so you had a lot of people fly there and fly directly back and then it was maybe a quarter full on the way back. So I don't know how much it was being utilized to where it was. It was something that was going to be making a lot of money. It just, there wasn't apparently the demand for it, but where did, where was all this money? Right. But the independent audit looked at
2: every redway flight to and from Lincoln airport, the expenses, the air hours, the fuel costs, the totals, the total and gross revenue, for each single one. So, I'll be interested to see what what Mike Foley's audit turns up on this thing. Because, again, there's like a part of me that hopes... There's a part of me that hopes that this was, you know, such a mess because there was some kind of, you know, financial malfeasance going on or, or something, right? You're not normally cheering for that, but mm-hmm. I feel like I want an explanation more than anything yeah. on this whole thing. And you know what else is frustrating now? Caleb is like, you're getting into the winter and we're starting to talk about things like what, like bowl games, right? We're starting to talk about things like spring break. We're starting, starting to talk about like these, they were going to add a flights to Tampa and Phoenix. Remember? That's right. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I would be looking at those right now. Well, and there's the potential. You keep seeing it pop up in the, uh, the bowl projections. The Las Vegas Bowl. Las Vegas. The Music it, City Bowl. That was one of them. If they were adding one to Phoenix, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl yeah. is in Phoenix. So, so you were looking at the potential that a lot of the destinations that Redway had mapped out were places that Nebraska might be looking at a bowl or game. Or they
2: would have added them because they had the capability of do, doing that, yeah. too. So, yeah. Frustrating. Really frustrating.
1: Number three. Well, Nebraska is set to go on the road this weekend to Michigan State on FS1. But next weekend, November 11th, Huskers at home, 11 a.m. kickoff with Maryland. And it'll be streamed on Peacock. It will not be over your broadcast television channel with NBC. It is stream only. So if you don't have a ticket to watch in Memorial Stadium and you don't happen to find a bar that has it on, you will need a subscription to Peacock to watch at home. And
2: here's the other thing about that. Like, I was thinking about this. And I'm, look, I knew this was coming. I Even the basketball schedule already had this on there. And so I knew I was going to be getting it at some point, Caleb. Mm-hmm. It still doesn't mean I'm happy about it. Okay? And, like, there is a weird faction of, of people, and I doubt it's many people listening to me right now. Kind of a weird faction of online people that are really shaming people who complain about this. Right. Which is bizarre to me. Of course we're all going to complain about it. (laughs) I mean, we would do this at anything. If you've you've had something that's part of your existing services, regular cable, or in my case, YouTube TV, for years, you've been able to watch the games through that. And then they're adding another hoop that you've got to go through and pay for to watch the games. Of course, you're annoyed by that. Of, I mean, it is right. the natural human reaction to that thing. So I don't quite understand the castigation of people who are feeling that way.
1: Well, number it, it, one, p- part of that, by the way, is uh, is for feeling for for the people that are feeling like they're they're upset that they have to go pay for something. Is not just in general the subscription fatigue, where it's like, well, oh, I've got Apple TV, I've got Disney Plus, I've got I've got Netflix and Hulu, whatever. But if you're just trying to follow the Huskers, just the Huskers, you've probably got cable or YouTube TV, so you can watch a lot of the... Or Hulu. uh, Or or Hulu. So you're watching Big Ten Network, and you're watching Fox, FS1, whatever. Your main one. But you're also going to get BTN Plus, so that you can watch volleyball. Men's and women's basketball will be on there. Baseball. Baseball. This year, Softball. softball. And a plethora of other sports end up on there as well. When you get into basketball, you're gonna end up on Flow Sports. You're going to end up if you don't on already ESPN Plus. Yeah, you're gonna need ESPN Plus for a single game. But yeah, yeah, for a single game somewhere here or there. Now you need Peacock to go with it. Right. Like there are just so many things. If you didn't already have them as part of your subscription because they bump games around because another game is weather delayed. You've needed Fox business over the years or FS2 this year, you know, like they're just, it mounts on top of itself just to follow the Huskers as a general fan, not even us in the media as well for everything we want to watch, but just as general fans, there's a lot of expense to just trying to watch your teams.
2: Right. Right. Anyhow, well uh, we'll have more I wanna talk more about subscriptions and subscription fatigue later in the show as well because this brought that brought up pretty significantly.
1: Anyway, moving on. Number two Which one are we? Oh, we're on the squirrels. Yes. There's uh, there's research being done because Southern flying squirrels, if you haven't noticed them around Lincoln, you, you probably actually have and just went, Oh, that's a squirrel. Well a couple of years ago there was actually a tree-cutting crew at UNL's East Campus. They saw a head pop out, and we're going, okay, well, that's a southern flying squirrel. And since then, folks have been trying to map out where these are across the city of Lincoln, and especially on UNL's campus. This is crazy. I've never seen one of these, and so I want to see
2: one, number one. Like, when they say flying squirrels, I, I mean, I understand they're not flying through the air like a bird, but like... I really want to see one of these flying through the air because I have not seen this yet. When Lincoln, they take Nebraska. off from
1: one branch, and yeah, it's kind of like they're ah! kind of like they're paragliding.
2: Yes. I, I I very much am looking forward. If, if these are in Lincoln, there's not a ton of sightings, evidently. Uh, they said they've got about 35 different locations they've seen these things. And I think we talked about these about a month or so ago as mm-hmm. well. But it continues to be something that they're looking into, and it's almost like they are, are a bit surprised in terms of their frequency here in this area as well, um, and evidently it's over in the university area when they're seeing them, and they've had about thirty-five people, and evidently in areas that have old, larger trees. So not your, not your like, not your new areas of Lincoln as well. They they want the aged trees, right? Star actually p- printed a, a reported sightings of of them and they're kind of concentrated in sort of the older kind of country club Lincoln Southeast area. There's there's quite a bit. And then you've got another chunk of them that's um, that's up sort of 56th and to the to the south of 56th and 0 against some older neighborhoods that are out there as well. So that's where you're usually seeing those. And if you see one the university once you've To report where they're seeing it. They're they're charting it. They're trying to to figure out this. And and sometimes they're taking over bird boxes, bird houses as well. (laughs) And there's some they're kind of becoming a little bit of a pest, it sounds like. Yeah. As well. So but I still think I mean I will still go to bat and say, I think the squirrel population in Lincoln for whatever reason is down from where it was 15, 20 years ago. And maybe it's, you know what, I think it's partially because I live somewhere different. I used to live on South 33rd Street, um, about, you know, in by that Lincoln Southeast area, actually. Mm-hmm. And the trees there are huge if you drive through there. That, I mean, you could not drive anywhere without avoiding hitting a squirrel.
1: The squirrels are not down in our apartment complex. <laughs> Holy crap.
2: Oh, you, really you They're got maybe every maybe it's just I live in an area of town where I've got few of them there was a time you, we went out four of them
1: I counted 20. like <laughs> I looked out I counted 20.
2: and then and then the other thing is that would have talked about a, a ton on this show but I mean fox sightings legit I mean legit weekly now at least at least once every two weeks I'll see a fox. Uh, Usually when driving to work early in the morning, Uh but once every two weeks at this point. They're all the time. All the time. And I've seen like three coyotes as well. Yeah. So anyway, Animal Thunderdome continues to grow in Lincoln (laughs) with the flying squirrels. All right. Moving on.
1: Number one. Well, it is the end of spooky season, but what Halloween candy has the scariest amounts of sugar? New oh, yeah. data comes in. These are the ones to not steal out of your kids' bags? From a Snus Boss. That's who did the research. What, like, like, like nicotine the, Yeah, they're the nicotine pouch uh, okay, enthusiasts. Whatever. And, yeah. You don't need to give them the, what, the credit. Uh, Nerds is the candy with the highest sugar quantity. With ninety three grams, yeah, I'm not of Sugar, I can feel my teeth uh, rotting when I sour patch kids close in there. Swedish fish next. Twizzlers have the lowest sugar option this Halloween. Only thirty eight grams of sugar okay. per one
2: hundred. So a nice healthy tweet. I used to like to bite the ends off my Twizzlers and use it as a straw.
1: As long as none of us are eating candy corn.
2: Uh, yeah. There you go. All right. Thank you very much. Now you know which, uh, which specific sh- uh, foods or candies to avoid tonight. 7.56 on KLIN. When
0: you're thinking Huskers. Makes a catch. 15, to 5. Touchdown. Think. 1499.3
3: KLIN. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Oh, oh,
0: oh, O'Reilly.
3: You need parts? O'Reilly
0: Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh, Riley. Auto Parts. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends. On the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. But first, Fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. All right, it's 8-10, October 31st, 2023,
2: a.k.a. Halloween, and it is time for some Fantasy Huskers. We need a new word for pick number four in Fantasy Huskers, Michigan State Week. So, Caleb... Why don't you tell us what the word's going to be? Late. Late, L-A-T-E. Late. Late. Wow, you are the worst. <laughs> I'm not even going to explain that. I don't want to explain that. Um, but if you text in late, L-A-T-E, to 402 479 you will be in the running to grab at pick number four for Fantasy Huskers. And if you get that pick, you will be asked to predict when in the game between Nebraska and Michigan State will the first turnover occur. Either team. Either team. And again, a good clarification is it's got to be a turnover, meaning it's got to be an interception or a fumble recovery. What that means is that does not count a turnover on downs. That does not count a, a special team's A situation where it's just a a a loose ball, a loose live ball on special teams. That's it's got to be classified as a fumble or an interception in the official stats. Mm -hmm. So whenever that first happens, just to anticipate or head off any controversy that goes along with that. Whenever that happens, time remaining and quarter. Are we uh, in the first quarter the whole way so far? No.
1: Matt took second quarter ten fifty.
2: Ooh, ten All right. That'd be interesting. Do you think we'll get out of the first quarter? If you had to do this, would you pick the first quarter? Yeah, I'm picking the first five minutes of the game. Jeez. Can, I mean, the good—I shouldn't even say this. The good news is, to, after the last two weeks, don't, there's no way, Caleb, that Nebraska— don't. You just—it's like physically not possible to do it earlier. Right. The only way is if it's some kind of a Nebraska's receiving it it's some kind of bullet kickoff right to one of the up men and it bounces off them their chest and goes right into the kicker's
1: hands well, now and it takes 1 second. Now you've put this into the universe. They have they it took 9 seconds last time. Right. Right. There there is a there's some wiggle room <laughs> on the opening kickoff. So what you're hoping for is Nebraska wins the toss and defers and you go good. Can't have it in the first 10 seconds now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I am.
2: I feel like I'm representing and I'm defending a, a lot of you right now. Uh, I, I think I am.
1: I know yes, we we call KliN the voice of Lincoln, but really it's Jack Mitchell. No, not 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 usually. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I always am. <laughs> but
2: uh, yesterday, it was announced that, of course, the Nebraska Maryland game was going to be on Peacock. This took some people by complete surprise. It did not take me by complete surprise um, wow. because we knew the Big Ten contract. Was going to have some games on Peacock. In fact, if you're a Purdue fan, you've had like three or four games on mm-hmm. Peacock already. And some other schools have had multiple. And get buckle up for it in basketball season. And there, I know the basketball. How how, how many basket? I think there's only a couple of basketball. There's only games a couple, on
1: but I'm like, men's. There might be more women's. I can't remember. But I I know like I think Indiana Purdue basketball is on Peacock. Right. And so like, there's some big games. Like I,
2: I had thought I was going to try and figure out a way to get Peacock no matter, because I I knew so many basketball games were going to be on it that I was going to get it. I was sort of hopeful that Nebraska, because this is the last TV announcement for Nebraska this year. We know the Wisconsin game is going to be on NBC is what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. So, and the Iowa game is already set. So, like, I was hoping Nebraska would get through the season without being on Peacock, just so I wouldn't mess with adding another subscription before this. Um, That said, I understand how to add the subscription. I got a lot of subscriptions, I just didn't feel like getting another one. Reasonable, right? Is that because I'm not going to use it. I'm really just not going to use Peacock. Otherwise, I just don't watch a lot of non sports TV. I really don't. So, like, this is reasonable, correct? Am I being on un- somebody tell me if I'm being unreasonable with that reaction? I will get it. I know how to get it. I was hoping it wouldn't come this early. I still wish I didn't have to add another subscription service because I haven't had to for mm-hmm. a, a decade of watching Husker football. Right, it's been it's been serviced fine by my cable system or by YouTube TV, which are the two things that I've had. Right, I think there's a lot of people in my boat. There are also a lot of people who legitimately a can't afford to get another one. Right, b don't just don't know how this works exactly, Um, or c don't have the equipment that you need to get it. To, to add a, a subscription to people. Well, there, there have been a lot of if people... If you just have cable, for instance.
1: Well, there, yeah, and there have been a lot of people that have also... I've heard some bad things over the last couple of weeks about some some internet outages. So if you're streaming, you, you've got to have some reliable that's, internet that's too. to yeah. get it working. So
2: again, I'm not unfamiliar with subscribing to services over... The, I I'm going to guess, unfortunately, that I've got more subscriptions for these things... Than a lot of people do, and i 'd like to change that to be honest, but i think I think I probably do. What has been the weirdest, most bizarre thing about this Caleb is when people are expressing any level of frustration or disappointment or annoyance whatsoever about this thing there's also there's this sort of i don 't know if it 's a generational thing or what it is, but there is this like pushback from regular people. Regular other Husker fans who usually already had Peacock, and they're they're like shaming you for having any disappointment or frustration about this. Oh, you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. Why are you complaining? Oh, you don't know how to. You're so you're so old. You don't know how to do. What? Did, okay. Number one, none of those things are true. Number two, why do you care so much that I don't badmouth Peacock at all? <laughs> Are are you on the payroll at Peacock? What's going on? Like it's great. You like it. You're not bothered by it. Why are you bothered by other people being bothered by it exactly?
1: That's along the same it's lines. So of, weird. That's along the same lines of the people that would go through and talk about. Well, you can't put this on TV because it does. It won't get the ratings. You got to get the ratings. The TV. The, TV, they you put it on this channel. It'll get the ratings. Like and like, ratings are are fun to talk about in the sense of what Nebraska, Wisconsin did a, a couple Saturdays ago. But I also do not care what rating Fox or ABC or ESPN get to where I'm going to go use that as as my big defense against somebody else talking about what games need to be where. Is- in the same way that as you're talking about, I I have Peacock. I'll be at the game. So for me, ultimately, and, you, and you've got it. And, so, yeah, but, but are you it. like,
2: okay, you've got it. So when you hear me say, I'm annoyed that I've got to get it. I wish I didn't have to get it for this.
1: What's your, is that bother you? No, because that those are your personal finances and you want to watch the game. Like, Why, like, why does it bother so many people? I don't know.
2: To be it honest, it is so weird. And it's, it's a social media thing. And I don't, I don't, I, I think people are doing it a little bit just to, but it's not just to me. It is like there's this scolding type thing that anyone would dare talk about the talk about the three letter network. When was the last time any entity in big media got this much defense from the public? <laughs> I I'm kind of
1: jealous to be honest. Right.
2: I'm kind of jealous at this point. But uh regardless you know, it, it it is what it is at this point, and and then the other thing people will be like, well, you remember all those pay per view games, right? Well, there, there's a couple of things about that. Number one, not every game was on TV then, mm-hmm. for the most part, when those started happening, and so so it, we weren't
1: used to. All it of the felt games like you were getting accessible. something that
2: you weren't getting before for a fee, mm-hmm. and they were. By the way, number two, and they were expensive, and we complained to high heaven about that, right? <laughs> Even though we ended up getting them, which is the same dang thing that's happening now. Okay, I'm complaining, but I'm getting it. Okay, number two is that one. And then number three on that one was that it was a one time fee, Caleb. Part of the reluctance about these subs- of subscriptions is what? That you forget is about it. Is that them. you forget about it and you're paying it in perpetuity. We've all had it unless you are really strict about your bookkeeping and you are really on the ball we've all had it that is a now an income model for businesses which is people subscribing to things and forgetting that they've subscribed to them it is a major income generator in this country right now and so i am less concerned about a one time payment that i'm hypothetically splitting a bunch a, a bunch uh a bunch of people on a one time situation than i am a potential ongoing thing that i will have and not use Beyond that I'm using 100% of the pay-per-view Caleb. Mm-hmm. I'm using all of it. Everything I'm I'm getting in the whole thing. But why am I having to defend this like this? It, is, is 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 there like a PR offensive that they've gone and paid in Peacock and NBC have gone and paid influencers
1: in big 10 cities Man, to, I, to oh, like, I stand wish. up for them? I wish I would take it's some so of that weird. money. So weird. It is so weird. But here here's the reason that, that this game is on Peacock, by the way, because, because of that new media rights deal where NBC was added, and you, you do have games on NBC. Nebraska will be on NBC. But the league is bigger than when Nebraska joined and you were excited that there would be games on Fox and ESPN and Big Ten Network. And, and all of their, the FS1s and ABC, ESPN2, all of those different things. But now that the league is bigger and you don't have Disney involved, no ESPN, no ESPN2, no ABC, unless it's a non-conference game, bowl game, something like that. So when you're playing a conference game and you've already eliminated three potential channels you can be on and the league is bigger, BTN can only handle so much, and they've gone to some of their Saturday evenings, they're doing volleyball. The last couple. And the next couple are going to be volleyball for their late night. So you don't get a night game on BTN. So that eliminates a time slot in a channel. And you're getting so much money coming in, millions and billions of dollars to the league. Well, they're paying for a product. And at some right. point, either it's going to end up that that's the only game left and Peacock gets it. Or at some point, Peacock is high enough in the, in the, in the waiver wire that they go... We want the Nebraska-Maryland game. Right. Okay, it ends up on Peacock. Like, that's that's the reality we're living in. And I, eventually, I know right now you you see in two days, you'll watch Thursday Night NFL on Prime. Right. There there are some games that have been on Apple TV for, for baseball, you know? So this is just kind of our reality. And a lot of us have the majority of these subscriptions. I have so many subscriptions that aren't even sports-oriented. Right. I do, too. But... But for me, where I'm at, I also understand if people don't want to pay for another thing. There is of subscription fatigue. It is
2: the most human response possible <laughs> to do anything is when you're, you're used to something costing a certain amount and it then going up in price to be frustrated or to not embrace that completely. To, when it adds cost, it is the most human, it is the most capitalist response possible to this whole thing a uh, dollar menu is not a dollar anymore right are there people hovering over you if you're complaining about the
1: the price of gas going up <laughs> right by the way the thing that we have not mentioned and thank you to the several several people that have texted in and said it and thank you to, to everyone i saw on social media bringing it up as well i know it's not a visual medium but klin is free yeah yeah. Every Husker game, free listen, right here. Like, absolutely. and uh,
2: 100%. 100%. And I, let me be one completely super honest on one thing that I try not to do on radio that I've sometimes gotten some pushback from people here. I understand that if people have the ability to watch a game, they're usually going to watch a game. Absolutely. Instead of just listen to the radio. 100%. I would never imply otherwise because I know that is... Ne- it's just never true of me. Actually, one exception is there was one Nebraska volleyball game where things were going so bad I just turned on the radio and they, they started coming back and and so that was better. <laughs> but the vast majority of people, I get it, right? And and you're right. So but but on this one, if you don't want to get the subscription, that is true. That is that that's more true than usual. Yeah. So it's it's a fair thing to point out. You can still have access. And I assume everybody knows that. So I'm not I'm not gonna you know say that a right mil- a million times you all know it's a well million, i I'm, I'm
1: mostly just thinking the the because there are a lot of people that you see on social media and it's like man i what what is the reach but so many people weren't just saying listen to the radio listen to the radio they were specifically saying on facebook and twitter and different groups and in different threads listen to klin right so you guys are awesome so thank you thank you for plugging that yeah. in, in all of this discussion
2: you can you we will have it it'll be available it'll be free of charge But imagine if we made it now, if we added a charge (laughs) and then people got mad justifiably and then the weird anti anti peacock people would come in and tell you and shame you for being unhappy that you had to pay extra. So weird. So I, I seriously think I think Peacock, I think it was a Connor Stallions type operation like they're doing at Michigan. They put ads on Craigslist or something and said, hey. If you want to go on social media or, or even just in your own life and chain people <laughs> who are disappointed about Peacock, we'll throw 100 bucks your way. Or maybe give you a free subscription. I think that's what's happening there.
1: If you guys are going to get Peacock, head to K-L-I-N dot com. We've got a, yes. a, a story on there. There is a code there. That's good, too. Yeah, there is a code. I might so, do that. So you can do the monthly or you can do an annual one. And the annual one will actually save you money. It'll be like you're doing six months. Uh, you're doing a, a, a year for the price of six months. It's like $35, $36. Right. Uh, Big Ten fan is the code, but you can get the link directly to everything at KLIN in right. our story.
2: Yep. Absolutely. All right. It's 825. We'll take a break. It's LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN.
0: Hear the Huskers home and away.
3: Now streaming live on the KLIN app and at KLIN.com. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands
0: Waking babies in the North Bottoms, and then helping them ace the ACT since the 90s. It's the voice of Nebraska Volleyball, John Baylor. All right, 837, welcome back. Glad to have you back with us.
2: Halloween Day. And what better way to ring in the holiday by the return after brief absence for a couple of weeks. Busy with his real job. John Baylor joining us right now. Good morning, J.B. How are you doing this morning?
5: Jack and this is a holiday invented by the American Dental Association. <laughs> I have a friend who tonight is giving away insulin. <laughs> oh,
2: jeez. Uh, by the way, as we learned during our previous segment, the highest can- sugar candy content, J.B., if you really want to get it in tonight, are nerds. Nerds are still the highest sugar content of all of the candy your lowest is going to be your twizzlers so if you're still looking to indulge be aware
5: being one myself I've consumed many Nerds as far as Twizzlers I cannot believe that's low sugar content.
2: It's the lowest. I mean it's it's like it's like being the best team in the Big 10 West. I mean it's not It's, yeah. it's not it's not necessarily low sugar. It's the lowest of the Even group.
5: A Twizzler feels like 25 minutes off your life expectancy. <laughs> yeah, oh, you, you feel good after one of those. It takes they're good going down but whoo oh, boy. Yeah. Uh man,
2: JB, it has been it has been since geez, like 2 weeks before Wisconsin even happened Ooh. since since we've talked. I mean, so much yep. has happened. It's hard to even cover everything yep. that is that has gone down, but I guess I just want to hear. I want to go back before we talk about this last weekend. I want to go back to the uh, the Wisconsin win. I've heard your calls on it. We've been playing your highlights of the whole thing. I haven't talked to you personally about about the whole thing though since it, it happened. Just curious about your kind of reflections on that on that night that match. What what stood out to you and what the experience was like for you.
5: Most memorable regular season match I've ever experienced. Just the build up. The the, the the fact that you had an event that lived up to the hyperbole is so remarkable. Rarely happens when you have a great Super Bowl, for example, and and here you had a fantastic regular season match. It we'll see, but uh, I don't think that's the long term legs of the stadium match just because of all the images that right. immediately can digest and understand uh, from uh, that event. But for those who experienced it. This just, I think, propels volleyball further. Just It shows anyone who is able to experience it, hopefully on radio, but even on TV and in person, that, well, there, this is a unique athletic drama that this sport can generate. And the, the level of play, I mean, I wasn't there for the 2009 National Championship when Destiny Hooker in Texas lost in five to Megan Hodge in Penn State which arguably is the greatest level of volleyball to date in the uh, at the in the college women's game but this was something you rarely experience just the the blocking the angles the the height of the players the skill level the digging I mean, every player just thinking wow this is a different sport than i remember it just when two great teams surround a net just they they bring the best out of each other
2: Given the matchup and giving you the challenges Nebraska had, right the block of the block of Wisconsin, the size and and kind of oh. physicality of of Wisconsin, what did Nebraska, What was kind of the key for Nebraska if you had to narrow it down a little bit and actually pulling that thing out um, mm-hmm. last Saturday, two Saturdays? Well,
5: ago. mentally overcoming, uh, getting dominated in set two and for four fifths of set three, trailing for three fifths of set four, trailing for. Eighty percent of said fire. Just the mental will required to be behind for most of a contest and find a way at the end to win it is just staggering. I mean, I I competed a little bit in high school, and I remember you'd intentionally allow a runner in cross country running to catch up to you, The kind you'd reel them in, and then you let, and then you just take off and then you let him come back and get close to you again, and then you just take off, and It would break his will. Well, that's kind of what happened, not intentionally, but Nebraska was just behind, and they get a creep a little closer and fall further behind. They were just behind so much of the match, but they never gave up. And that's that was really remarkable. But you just don't see a block like that. you got Anna Schmreck, who's 6'9". You have Carter Booth, who's 6'7". They're side-by-side for two rotations. Allie Batenhorst is swinging into literally combined humanity of you know 13 and a half feet to get the ball through and you know they had 10 blocks i mean it's being reported they had 12 instead of Two, i still maintain they had 10 anyway either way it's a large number uh, and so that's just something that doesn't happen every day if you're playing brazil forget about wisconsin so uh nebraska has a willpower a desire that's pretty unique
2: now let's talk about since since Wisconsin because it was kind of it was kind of odd after that game JB it was so big and we kind of at least I had kind of been looking ahead to just that game so often it felt like okay well that's it right that's the, it feels like the end of the Big 10 or feels like something was over but you know they got to come come back they got still a big chunk yep. of the the season left starting with Maryland and Rutgers and you know uh, two sweeps over the course of the weekend and yeah. probably not the best competition in the Big Ten, but we've seen Nebraska give up sets before. How did you think they, they looked coming off what was the emotional high of that Wisconsin win?
5: Okay. They sleepwalked through a couple of sets, but they can do that. They're that talented. And uh, they cannot do that against elite competition. But yeah, they they to this point have confined their struggles to a single set each match. They did Michigan at Michigan State set two and the Huskers only scored sixteen points. Uh, set one against Maryland uh, you know Rutgers they kind of fell asleep for a little while and they can kind of do that but they haven't allowed it to extend beyond a single set for example Penn State annihilated Michigan State sets two and three and lost the match so they they, they, other teams they, their, their struggles extend beyond a single set uh, Nebraska's been able to confine it but you yeah. know, you put all your energy, into a, the fan base, into a single game, and right. afterwards, is anticlimactic. I heard that from a bunch of fans. That, ah, boy, we want another Wisconsin. Well, <laughs> right.
0: You know, there's, there's a reason that we, was one really of the greatest regular season. JB, we want a game of the
2: century every weekend. <laughs>
1: Nebraska-Wisconsin 20-game series <laughs> we, for the Big Ten title. The,
2: by nature of the... Game name Game of the Century. You can't have one every weekend. A lot of yeah. people were saying that after Nebraska, Oklahoma, nineteen seventy one. We want this every weekend, and just you know, and didn't didn't it, happen next week when when uh, South Dakota came in for the opening game.
5: They had to travel to Hawaii in football after that Oklahoma game. Oh, that's game. what it was. Yes, Hawaii. Yeah. That's and uh, right. they they stopped that game because it, it was a it was a trap game after Oklahoma. <laughs> you, just, you need a month to revive, and that, so that's testament to the Huskers. So quickly they turn around and they're able to fairly well sustain their level of play and and handily sweep both Maryland and Rutgers. And again, first set was kind of a struggle, and then second and third set completely pull away at Penn State. This as is different.
2: Yeah, with it, without a doubt, this is the biggest. I mean, I look at the rest of the schedule and, um, and and what they've got from here on out. They're at Rutgers, then they have home games against Northwestern, Illinois, Minnesota. Go to Iowa all before they get those two at the end against Wisconsin and Minnesota. So, like, this is definitely the biggest hurdle sitting in front of them before they get to Wisconsin again. Um, yeah. But as you mentioned, you know, Nebraska swept Penn State here. Penn State's looked good at times. They've had some struggles at times. I, st- I still think this is going to be a, a five-set type situation here against Penn State. What do you wreck. think?
5: It mean, might be right but we 've had a lot of success out there, and uh, we've we've dominated this series of late and Penn State's really missing an effective second outside hitter, and they 're really missing an effective right side hitter. This is awfully late in the season to to really have uh, un- unreliable terminal uh, hitters on the left and and right side and um, uh, you know the other thing that crosses my mind is Penn state 's got a bunch of transfers and they're late in their careers like Jess Merzik. She's a junior. She spent two years at Michigan. She's kind of you know, synonymous with Michigan. And then, of course, Mac Pedraza, four years at Ohio State. So she's being borrowed by Penn State for a semester. And you wonder if emotionally it means the same thing. I mean, mm. everyone will always you know, remember Mac Pedraza as an Ohio State Buckeye, and here she is in a uh, Penn State uniform. Mercena- the mercenary nature of the transfer portal? I just wonder if there's as much fight in the belly as there might be if it was Michigan still for Jess Merzik, if it was Ohio State still for Mac Pajaz. We'll never know. But when you have a a, a prevalence of transfers on your team, you, you, chemistry is an issue, certainly early season. But if you wonder if, if adversity strikes, if there'll be the same buy-in as there might be if they all came through together starting as fresh.
6: Yeah,
2: that's that, you're probably you're, there's probably some truth to that, and that probably is true of the transfer portal everywhere, right? Um, I I think yeah, but, a little bit that just kind of goes along with the territory. Saying, some,
5: people are, some people are saying right now, Jack, whoa, whoa, JB, JB, slow down. Uh, Texas last year, hello,
3: true, true. Uh,
5: you got Logan Eggleston. you got Kayla Akana. you got Zoe Fleck at libero. You got I mean, it's an all star team. Yeah. Uh, so you know, there's uh, it can be
2: done, but yeah. it can
5: be the Asia O'Neill in the middle. I mean, come on. I mean, I could have coached that team to a solid regional final finish uh I mean, so.
2: l- l- let me ask let me ask you this about Nebraska. I don't know what the timetable is on Lindsey Krause. I don't know that it's been even said. um I think the thought is you still want to get her back during the regular season i i assume um what does it look like when she kind of mixes back into this group after having been out for a while?
5: You know it depends there's a high ankle sprain she's not she's moving around she's doing a lot of p t Physical therapy, and uh, we just don't know. It just—it's a really pretty serious ankle issue, apparently. And uh, if she comes back, you know, when and, and what shape will she be in? It's just—it's one of the sadder injuries ever uh, in my career here. We haven't had a ton, but she's—you know—she was she was thumping it. She was a present. She was a beast out there. She was hitting 366, 366 as a second outside hitter since the Purdue match. I mean, that that just changes everything for Nebraska. Suddenly, uh, you got Merritt not getting double teamed anymore. You got the middles not getting double teamed. You just you the back row attack. You just to have a second outside hitter hitting three hundred that's just almost unheard of. Three fifty. I mean, you can you can go a long way with that. And then out of nowhere, an innocent little uh, drill in practice, she yeah. steps on somebody's ankle. It just she's been snake bitten. It's really sad. She's an in state kid who is one of the Great recruits, greatest players in high school history, four straight national uh, state titles at Omaha Scott and smart kid, uh, really bright student, English major. And then this right before the Wisconsin match. And you never know when she might get back and she's got one year of eligibility left. So it's, it's pretty sad. I thought her time had arrived and. In-
2: I guess not quite yet. Well, and a high ankle sprain can take, I mean, it depends. Like, they they can do, you can be six, seven weeks. It's, in football, sometimes it's a lot less than that, which is interesting. But um, we'll see. But, I mean, still, you would hope that timeline, even if that's what it is, that that's something that, hey, whether you're talking about that last Thanksgiving weekend or then into the tournament, at some point, you'll see her see her again this year. Um, okay, looking ahead. I know we don't like to do this, but I'm going to ask you anyway here. Uh <laughs> Uh, what? How? How safe is Nebraska? I guess. I guess the question is: How much of the, would the wheels have to fall off for Nebraska to lose a top four seed in the NCAA tournament? Obviously, being relevant and important, because that would mean you stay in Lincoln all the way through up to the Final
0: Four.
5: Great question. Probably two. You'd have to lose two matches to put that at risk. One match probably wouldn't do it. But uh, you know, great news is none of the future matches are on Peacock. So that's... <laughs>
2: oh, don't get me started. Don't get anybody started.
5: <laughs> Holy moly. You know what? The, the, the university should come out with a master's on consuming television, not creating television, not producing television, just how to get your TV to work and actually get to the programming you're looking for. I have five remotes. How did this happen? I mean, it's just so doggone complicated. You need a ma- you need a postdoctorate to understand right. how to, to consume this product. But one great thing about radio it's always there. It's yeah. always free. Yeah. It's not an editor. It's a companion. You can still focus on your family while you're listening. I'm telling you, the more TV makes gets complicated, the less interested I am.
2: Right. Yeah, I think you're you're not the only one out there from what I've heard over the course of how the many, last 24 hours.
5: How many $8.99 $8. month, monthly charges on my credit card am I going to stomach? It's the point where you're just like, ah. Oh. You know, right. and it's just six ninety nine. It's just seven ninety nine. Well, you know, all those paper cuts later. You know, one day I'm just going to say enough of this. You know what? First of all, it should be an even dollar. All right? Is it seven bucks? Is it eight bucks? Is it nine? Is it six ninety nine? Give me a break. But you know, each one of these doggone services, if I can figure out how to find them, then I might consider it. But listen to the radio. Uh, all is well. <laughs>
2: That's true. That's true. And you'll always have that for the volleyball games going forward, including this weekend right here on KLIN for the Penn State hey, match. Right here on KLIN.
5: All right, 1400. Hey, I heard from a, a chum at Brucey's downtown Haymarket during the Wisconsin game. Standing room only, 30 people lined up outside trying to get in. The fire wow. marshal was them, and the whole crowd was yelling, kaboom. Every time the Huskers take a big swing,
2: that's I great. That's go oh, did you see the video from the rail yard uh, out during the last yeah. point?
5: I love those moments where like strangers are making out. I don't
2: know <laughs> and I will tell you, uh, by the way, I'll remind people it was not legal. But the amount of fireworks, the amount of fireworks in my neighborhood you when that what? when that final point happened, we had to give my dog a little CBD to get him to sleep that night.
5: <laughs> He's slinking. You know it's kind of quiet out there. So the Huskers win a game, and everyone's like, "All right, now's the time, yeah. unload them." Yeah. Oh, by the way, I wanted to have
2: one other thing, and I know this is probably covering ground we went over, but I just I feel like Merritt Beeson is 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 continuing to get better and and continuing to uh, really come up in that Wisconsin match, especially uh, just clutch. I thought throughout the entire match, we knew she was very good, right? There was no no secret to that. But man, it's been impressive the way that she's come up here late in the season in big moments.
5: Potent, not just from the right side, which right side hitters have to be, but from the back row, which is very unusual, and not just the back middle, but from the back right as well as a right hander. That's a tricky angle. She's she's affected from both spots. And Then on the left side, that's maybe her strongest location. So in four spots, in you know over the, you know six rotations, I mean she is always an option. You can set her anywhere. She's a really good blocker. She's an amazing person. So poised, articulate. Her. The teammates love her. What a pickup. I mean, she's one of the, if you've got your all portal team all time, oh, yeah, right. She's your starting right side. Yeah. But yeah. She's, she's really helped out. And, um, you know, who, who predicted that Whitney Lonstein would retire yeah. and I you might be working out and thinking about coming back at some point for some school, which is great news, but I mean, for, out of nowhere to pick up Merritt Beeson, uh, this she's without her, then, you know, it's a totally different
2: thing. Well, I guess it kind of goes to what you are talking about earlier, though. You know, she's come in. She's a captain. She's, I mean, she does not feel right. Like, you know, she does not feel not bought into this system by any means. Oh,
5: that's a great point. Yeah. yeah. She's off in. And, again, she's the lone transfer. You know what right, I mean? That, right. I see what
2: you're
4: saying.
5: You don't have five people with name tags on the first day of practice.
2: Right. That's a good point. Well, great to talk to you, JB. Uh, get to catch up on what's happening during this volleyball season. Boy.
5: Long, big, how many people? Have asked you, where's JB? I really miss him, all that stuff.
2: Lots of them. Lots of them. We've been yeah. getting on our, we've been getting Lincoln Arneal and Jeff Sheldon on during the time. We got Lauren Cook West Aww. on once. We got some, uh, no, no pressure, but we got some really good, oh. we got some really good sit ins when you're gone these days.
5: You, you trade it up. Meanwhile, I'm looking for the first <laughs> person to lament my absence. <laughs> I'll let you
2: know if it happens. Please <laughs> good to talk to you, JB. I appreciate it. Have a good call this weekend. Jack, it's there you go, John Baylor. Voice of Nebraska Volleyball. 854, we'll take a break, wrap it up after this on KLIN.
0: You're listening to LNK today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back, LNK today
2: with Jack and Friends on K L I N. You know, when you when you show up about an hour later for work than you usually do, Caleb. It oh, did, so, it, did
1: this feel like it, it went ma- fast? It makes the morning go a lot faster. Tell Come
2: you what. on! I uh, an hour late, few minutes late on the uh, on the show. I did, thank you for uh, for Caleb for covering.
1: covering you know for me I don't. I don't feel so bad about Fair the keywords. I
2: phone in the I don't feel so bad about the keywords now. You had to yeah. work extra. You had to work extra by getting the mic. Uh, on this. Uh, hey, I want to remind everybody, <laughs> Friday is the Salvation Army Turkey Drive, and um, we're going to be out at the Williams- Williamsburg hy V and the 70th and Pioneers hy V. so both of them will have various stations, various personalities out there. I am going to be out there over the lunch hour at the 70th and Pioneers hy V. so if you uh, want to do some shopping for the weekend, also maybe make a donation uh, of food or cash for the Salvation Army to benefit their turkey Drive. Again, they've told us that they have so many requests for meals and the actual the bird, the meat is obviously the most expensive and the hardest part to supply of that whole thing. So KLIN listeners and Broadcast House listeners over the last several years have kicked in a bunch when it comes to making those meal distributions possible for the Salvation Army. And it might seem a little bit early right now, but. They need to get going with this to make sure they can get those meals out to everyone who needs them. So Salvation Army Turkey Drive is coming up on, excuse me, on Friday. Again, Hy-Vee at Williamsburg, Hy-Vee at 70th and Pioneers. That I'll be there. I believe my times are 1130 to 130 yes. on Friday that I will be yep, there. That's so when you'll come be on there. there. Come on over there and see us. All right. Uh, that's it for the show. Thank you to John Baylor for joining us. Uh, thank you for hearing my rant on the anti-anti-peacock people. <laughs> uh, and uh, thanks for Joe Jordan. Thanks to Joe Jordan for joining us. That brings us to tomorrow. Jimmy, Christmas, it's already midweek It's already What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday yeah. Tomorrow at 710 So we'll have the Facebook post up this afternoon uh, You can always text in What's chapping your hide while the phone line's open for you At 710 tomorrow And it's a Wednesday morning so John Bishop will join us too He's one of those anti-anti-peacock People oddly enough Even though you know oh. you would think he would be Kind of stereotypically not that person But he's under their thumb too So I'm sure we'll get into that uh, as well as all the other things happening with Husker Sports now. So there you go. That is all uh, That's all coming up. Hey, be safe tomorrow. Make sure you get candy for the kids. Okay? That doorbell rings. Okay? Don't, don't you know, be, dress those kids up, warm them up, yeah, get them out. Warm. They'll be okay. It's not going to be that windy. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Top Ra- five
5: coldest. Raise tough kids. <laughs> all right. It's 9 o'clock on KLIN Lincoln.